You're listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750 AM. Every Monday through Friday from 8 AM to 9 AM, the Archdiocese of Chicago presents programming about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago. Welcome to the Voice of Charity. I'm Marie Jokum. And I'm Bridget Murphy. As regular listeners of this show know, and I know you are all regular listeners, Catholic Charities of the Archdiocese of Chicago serves anyone in need throughout Cook and Lake County. And today we are talking to two incredible, incredible women, um, one of whom I have the honor of being on a team with um, our manager of Latino Affairs and University Initiatives, Dr. Kari Rosita Sheftel, has really spent a lot of time in the last few years working in Lake County, um, helping develop all sorts of programming and relationships and um events in Lake County specifically for the Latino community. And this has happened partly through our new Schreiber Center for Human Services and also through a really unique community collaboration um, that we would not know about or be part of if it weren't for Dr. Rosita Sheftel. So welcome, Kari. Hi, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Not a stranger to this show. Oh, um, no. <laughs> <laughs> so this summer, it sounds like community-wide efforts have really expanded in Lake County. And part of that is because COVID-19 has increasingly affected the Latino community in disproportionate ways. Just one example of that, in early July, for instance, a Chicago Tribune story cited a statistic that for every one white person who contracts COVID-19, nine Hispanic people and four black residents get the disease. Um, So to better assist our Latino neighbors through the pandemic, the Association of Latino Community Partners in Lake County was established. It is made up of leaders of groups within the Latino community, including our own Dr. Rosita Sheftel and our other distinguished guest, Cynthia Vargas, who is Director of Community Relations at Lake County's State's Attorney's Office. Welcome, Cynthia. Hi, thank you so much for having me on the show today. It's an honor. We are, we're really excited. And Kari, we're going to start with you just to hear of, you know, some of the other community partners that you have been working alongside with on the association. Yeah, no, we have an amazing group of uh, committed servant leaders and organizations with compassion and action. We have uh, the Lake County Department of Health, the University Center of Lake County, the Puerto Rican Society. We have a very well-known newspaper in the Latinx community, which is Puro Football. Uh, we have CLC, we have school districts involved, we have the Waukegan and Round Lake school districts, uh, of course, public libraries, there have been a great asset, uh, the Highwood, Round Lake, Waukegan, and Wakanda, um, as well as some other uh, incredible partners that uh, 
it will take us the whole show to talk <laughs> about them. But really, it's being so, so nice uh, to work with all of them. And they bring so many skills and knowledge to the table. And, you know, I think, Kari, too, just I know we'll talk about this more as the show goes on, but I think that idea of the community really working together and bringing in all of these different parts of the community, I think, really is is what is an incredible model that the association has followed. Exactly. I think that's that's the key component. And we really, as we said, we're all in this together. And with the ACL, we're really all in this together. (laughs) Right. And I think, you know, with any communication like that, you need multiple touch points, right? If we're trying to educate people and get them resources, you need the library, you need the grocery store, you need the school. Let's talk just real briefly. I think most people have have read a lot about this. Uh, why has the Hispanic community been hit so hard, at least in Lake County, which as of yesterday was reporting um, nearly 14,000 cases? Um, nearly 6,000 of those were in the Hispanic community, and that's 2,000 more than, than any other ethnic or racial group. What do we know about why that's the case? Well, you know, the COVID-19 has been really like a slap in our faces about existing inequalities that are that society are suffering. Um, they the COVID has showed segregation and discrimination in our minorities communities and a structural racism as a like a root cause that it's still prevailing. In our Latinx community, we have a lot of uh, essential workers. They work at the drugstore, at the grocery store, they harvest our produce, they clean the hospitals, they're at the factories, they work at restaurants. So they're really the ones who are sustaining a lot of our economy as well as our privilege. So unfortunately, um, some of these uh, minorities and especially in our Latinx community, some does not have a legal status in this country, so they cannot access all the COVID-19 benefits. Uh, so they need to keep working to pay their rent and their bills and to bring food to their table and keep their family together. So so we found that um, this is some of the, the causes. Uh, also, we found that uh, during the beginning of this pandemic, some businesses were not complying by providing the adequate uh, personal protective equipment. And, you know, people were not following uh, special businesses, some of the businesses, some of the CDC guidelines. So we also listened stories about workers who were infected, Latino workers who were infected by, by COVID and they have to, to leave their job, but the the factory or the business already have someone else to take the job because work uh, is now scarce. So some of these, uh, these Latinos and Latinas have expressed this incongruency of considering them essential workers, but not being treated as essential human beings. So there are a lot of layers, you know, involved in why the... Latinx community and minorities have hit the hardest, but all the access to a lot of um, the the benefits that some others would have has been, um, that's why the, the, the data has been uh, showing how devastating it's for the Latinx community. Kari, I mean, what you just said, I, I think we need to like put on a billboard um, 
essential workers but not being treated as essential humans. Um, I think that's just so powerful mm-hmm. and it powerfully highlights um, what is happening in our communities in Lake County, um, but also uh, across our country, unfortunately. You know, in the in the last maybe minute or so, can you share with us how this group has organized um, to, to combat some of these issues you've just highlighted? Yeah, so... So it's been fascinating from an organizational and group dynamics perspective, how we all work together. We bring our strengths, our talents, our networking, our passion, but also our commitment with the Latinx community. So we have our large group meeting uh, that is held in Spanish. If translation is needed, we provide it. But the minutes, for example, are bilingual. So we all gather on Thursday by Zoom. Uh, Dr. Mara Gaitan from the University Center in Lake County, she has done an amazing job of presenting weekly updates data about how COVID is affecting uh, Lake County Latinx community, but she also makes a breakdown of this information by each city. So these allow us to, as a group, to take data-driven decisions, and I think that's one of the key elements in this model. Then we have three smaller committees. We have the Sanitation and PPE Committee, the Education and Marketing, and the Advocacy Committee. So during the week, ACL members, we work in smaller groups. And then every Thursday, our uh, committee leaders present the report in this large meeting. So Cynthia is the leader of the Education and Marketing Committee, and I'm also part of this group. That's Yeah, one of our goals is really to provide culturally relevant education in Spanish to stop the spreading of the virus. And we do this in partnership with the Waukegan Library. We have weekly, for example, conferences, uh, uh, conferencias educativas through Zoom and Facebook, and we invite guests to share information. And uh, so this has been like the dynamics, the group dynamics that we have been following. Of course, many of us sit in more than one committee. And if we know that someone knows someone else or has a good relation, we tap into each other. That's incredible. I think that's incredible. And we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back on The Voice of Charity, we're going to continue our conversation about the effects of COVID-19 in our Latino community. The 23rd annual Monsignor Michael Bolin Golf Invitational was unfortunately canceled for this year, but we are still gathering online to offer support to Catholic Charities Family Stabilization Services that benefit each year from this outing. Catholic Charities has been working nonstop throughout the pandemic to help the growing number of people who have lost their jobs and never before imagined needing assistance. Can you help us help them? Become a sponsor, purchase raffle tickets, or simply make a donation to help people who are very much in need this summer. This special online drive and raffle continues through August 31st. For more information, visit the events page on Catholic Charities' website and look for the Monsignor Bowen Golf Invitational. Thank you for helping make this a major win for a great cause this year. Do you have a gently used laptop or desktop computer that is gathering dust in your home? Consider donating to our Catholic Charities Veterans Computer Project. 
We will clean out your device, give it new software, and repurpose it for a veteran who is looking for employment. Your gift will make an incredible difference in a veteran's ability to find a job. Catholic Charities provides veteran services throughout Lake and suburban Cook counties, giving participants an array of professional and personal support. Our veterans have served our country, and it is our privilege to serve them. To learn more about Catholic Charities Veterans Services and the Veterans Computer Project, call 847-782-4219. That's 847-782-4219. Welcome back to The Voice of Charity. This is Marie Jokum and Bridget Murphy. And we are here today talking with Dr. Kari Rosita Sheftel, the manager of Latino Affairs and University Initiatives with Catholic Charities, and Cynthia Vargas, director of community relations at Lake County's state's attorney's office. Cynthia, I can't be the only one who's confused <laughs> about the involvement of the state's attorney's office in something like this. It doesn't quite line up for me. Tell us how you got involved. So as you know, the Lake County State's Attorney's Office, we're a prosecution's office and we're a criminal justice entity. Um, the reason that we um, have a stake in, in, in this whole ACL project is because we also work in the courts. And the courts, unfortunately, the criminal justice system does not stop. So we obviously have to make sure that even within the systems that work alongside us, um, and who impact us in their everyday lives, um, that we are able to make a difference in a positive way and being proactive and not reactive. So the impact that we cause in our community at a greater level is going to eventually impact the criminal justice system. So those who are accessing service through the courthouse, whether it be an order of protection for a domestic violence victim, whether it be a traffic issue that they're coming into court with, we want to make sure that those people that are coming in are also knowledgeable in the COVID, also know what to do when they're coming into um, public facilities, not only the courthouse, are also aware of how committed the state's attorney, Mike Nierheim, is right now with the Latino community and all communities as a whole, not only in a criminal justice sense, but also in a health and safety sense. And so these are um, some of the reasons why we're so involved. The other thing is, State's Attorney Nierheim um, is very aware um, of the community he serves. And due to that, he is also aware of the needs where we need to bridge gaps. Um, and to him, it doesn't matter if, you know, if, if it's relevant to the system or not. As long as we have a stake and we're helping and we're making a difference and we're educating, that's what's first and foremost for our office. That makes so much sense. Mm -hmm. It's sort of startling in its um, simplicity. And I think, you know, all these conversations we're having as a nation um, and really reckoning with a, a variety of things, the, the idea that the criminal justice system doesn't sit outside of our regular lives um, and, and that really human services can work along the criminal justice system to 
to address some of these things. I, I right. certainly hope it's the way forward, but your office sounds like it's doing a tremendous job. Tell us some of the education and marketing initiatives. Um, I know you've done some Facebook Lives. It sounds like you're out in the community. What are you doing to get the word out? So with our marketing and communications team, we partnered and we, we meet every Wednesday. And we always um, sit and analyze where our families are um, needing the most resources in. And through this analyzation, what we found is that families were losing jobs due to COVID. Um, families weren't able to afford hand sanitizer and masks. Um, families were not answering um, contact tracer um, questions where, you know, contact tracing is super important during a pandemic because it tells the health department where the infection originated from in order to contain that area of infection. And so we basically identified all of the areas where we needed to educate the community and build trust upon within our community. We identified nine cities of the highest concentration of infections, and we focused in those nine cities for education within Lake County. And out of that analysis came out um, needs such as mental health, counselate resources, so the counselors were closed for three months. And so mm -hmm. people needed to obtain vital records and vital documents mm -hmm. for their children, for their, um, you know, for their maybe everyday needs that they might need. And so we identified areas where the counselors can assist their citizens. Um, and so we set up a presentation with the counselors. We set up presentations with the workforce development for further education resources or um, any kind of employment resource that someone might need. Um, and, you know, just through the analysis and the communication we have at a greater level with the rest of the group is how we identify the need within the community and then launch an education strategy for our community through Zoom, through Facebook, through flyers, through Puro Fútbol, who's our local newspaper here, the Chicago Tribune, um, the Daily Herald, so we have had really good media attention to all of these initiatives, which we are so grateful for because Highwood has actually reduced their um, contagion number to zero percent. That's amazing. Yeah. So which which is really good. You know, we're working so diligently. Our first distribution was a success. We gave out over 2,700 kits to the Waukegan community. So, you know, we basically... We're so familiar with our, our county here. We serve a population of 700,000 people, and we know that we have a high concentration of Latinos within those 700,000 people. And so serving the community in a capacity where you identify the areas where the need is, specifically in the Latino community, you strategize and you launch your mm -hmm. education um, initiatives. You know, Cynthia, I think listening to you just kind of lay that out, I, you you all have um, highlighted and demonstrated exactly how a community responds yeah. together um, mm -hmm. in a crisis. And I think uh, there's a lot to be learned um, moving forward as we come out of this about how you do things and how you do things right. So kudos to all of you. We're going to take Thank a quick you. break on The Voice of Charity. And when we come back, we're going to continue our conversation on the effects of COVID-19 in the Latino community in Lake County.
More and more people around the world are interested in their family history. At Catholic Charities, we are hearing from adults who lived for a brief time at St. Vincent's Orphanage, the wonderful life-affirming agency that operated out of our headquarters for 91 years, serving thousands of women, children, and families until it closed in 1972. Our post-adoption services help adults who want to learn more about their experience at St. Vincent's. Our compassionate staff members provide whatever family background information they can offer, along with support and reunion services. To learn more, call 312-655-7093. That's 312-655-7093. The spirit of St. Vincent's lives on in the inspiring stories that continue to emerge today. Catholic Charities After Supper Visions program offers guests of our Tuesday night supper the opportunity to learn the art of photography. These talented guests who are often experiencing homelessness are offered disposable digital cameras and they work with volunteer professional photographers to learn the basics of taking photos. Then the artists go out and capture images on film of anything they find to be beautiful or interesting in the world. Their photos are amazing. Visit AfterSupperVisions.com to learn more about the artists and their artwork. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn, too. At After Supper Visions, we are developing film, talent, and hope. Good morning, and welcome back to The Voice of Charity. This is Marie Jokum. And Bridget Murphy. And we are here today talking with Dr. Kari Rosita-Shelta, Manager of Latino Affairs and University Initiatives at Catholic Charities, and Cynthia Vargas, Director of Community Relations at Lake County State's Attorney Office. Cynthia, before we went to the break, you mentioned... Um, that you just had a, an amazing distrib first distribution of family safety kits in Waukegan. You gave out 2,700 kits. Um, the impact was profound in the community. Can you share with our listeners what are those kits and what kind of support do you need um, in the future? Yes, for sure. So the kits um, were, so we received a few, a couple grants. The first grant we received was from the Lake County Community Foundation and a local um, empowerment, empowerment like little local business helped us with, with the, being the fiscal agent. Their name is Kurt's Cafe and they assist people who are um, basically coming either out of the justice system or people who um, need entrepreneurship skills and they guide them into learning those skills. And so they're a part of the ACL and they served as our fiscal agent and the first distribution was thanks to the Lake County Community Foundation's grant at $30,000. And that grant purchased um, hand sanitizer, purchased disposable masks and reusable masks. Um, and then we also included information on the census in those kits, and we included an education pamphlet. And the education pamphlet consisted of a thank you letter and a letter of encouragement and empowerment to our community members. It included an explanation of each of the products that was within the kit, and it included CDC safety guidelines on how to wash your hands, how to wear your mask, and what to do if, if you find out someone becomes infected with COVID. And that was all done in Spanish. So these kits went out, and then after we were done with that distribution, we got the good news that Lake County had awarded the ACL and the African American Partnership Community Group, who is our sister group, with a $1 million um, grant. Incredible. So the, Lake for, yes. 
So the Lake County Board um, has approved these funds for us to be able to continue our marketing and education, as well as to continue to purchase uh, safety kits for the remaining eight cities that we have uh, that we have identified. In total, we will be giving seventy thousand kits to families that include the same product. That's that is truly truly incredible and very very important. I'm, it it sounds. Um, like the generosity of the Lake County Board is going to help you make those kits. How about, uh, do you need volunteers? You know, we've got some really engaged and informed listeners. Do you need volunteers to help distribute these kits? Yes, we always need volunteers. Our next distribution, we're going to set up in in the Round Lake areas. And so we always need volunteers to assemble the kits. We always need volunteers to help us um, find places where Maybe um, someone's generous enough to donate um, either the items or their time, whatever the case may be. Resources will always be needed and um, appreciated as a whole. So um, whenever we do need volunteers, we have a Facebook page. And it's in Spanish, it's the Asociación Comunitaria Latina, Latino Community Association. And what we do is we, um, we use a Google link. And Great. so we have people fill out the, the volunteer form online, uh-huh. and obviously in those quest, within those questions, we ask if anyone has had any COVID symptoms or if anyone has experienced a high temperature in terms of um, their health. So we do ask the questions, and if anyone's feeling um, ill, we ask them to seek medical attention instead of, you know, obviously using their time to come help. So we do have a setup system if anyone is interested in contacting us we the only right now the only stream of contact we have is facebook messenger so we would be more than happy to send over that information to you guys um but it is in spanish and it's the asociación comunitaria latina at facebook messenger for any questions that anyone has regarding donations or regarding volunteerism that's fantastic we'll get that from kari and we'll make sure to get the word out um, Thank you. A couple questions for you both. What what advice do you have for our Latino listeners or um, folks who know them about um, who may have fears or questions about COVID-19? Where do we encourage them to go? And then what's next for the association? So we always encourage everyone to contact the health department for any health questions. Um, Hannah Goring, the communications uh, manager there, is an amazing individual. And Mark Fister, the executive director, is a great person as well. But um, for any questions, they're always free to contact the Lake County Health Department or the Latino Community Association, whom we built. You know, we've already built a good trust system with the community, I believe. So um, they can contact us. They can contact the health department. In any event that anyone feels like they have an emergency, we, obviously, you know, we always encourage anyone to call 911. Um, and for the next few weeks, we will be creating two more initiatives. The first one is the youth initiative. And we um, numbers within the Lake County area have been climbing when it comes to youth contagion rates within the community. And this is because sports camps have opened up. Youth, for some reason, thought that at some point they were immune or they were immortal to COVID-19. So um, a lot of the awareness uh, was kind of erroneous when it came to youth. So we're going to build, we're going to work with two interns to be able to build a strategy with youth. 
The other thing we're going to do is we just, as Gary mentioned, we just um, we just hired our project manager, and so with that being said, we're going to work with her um, and to build kind of her work plan and to make this a more grandiose project, not only at the pandemic level, but hopefully for our um, future as an organization. Well, Cynthia and and Kari, you know, I think. I, I truly am grateful that you came on this morning to share with us a little bit about a lot, a little bit, but a lot about <laughs> what the association is doing and what all of you are doing. I think, you know, as Kari mentioned, um, we have essential workers, but we have essential human beings. And right. that is what Catholic yeah. Charities does day in and day out. Um, and it's important for us to remember to hold that up as the the reason why we're doing all of this. So this has been so informative. We really appreciate your help um, informing listeners about this important issue. Just real quick, can you mention the Facebook page one more time before we, we head out for the day? Yes, yeah. that's Asociación Comunitaria Latina, Community Latino Association. Great. So yeah, and, and we post uh, through Catholic Charities uh, all the conferencias educativas, so they can also see there in the Facebook. Amazing. Page and Thank link. you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And our thanks again to Kari and Cynthia and to all of you for tuning in today to The Voice of Charity. This is Marie Jocham. And Bridget Murphy. Inviting you to join us again next Tuesday morning at 8.30 on WNDZ 750 AM. Please visit our website, catholiccharities.net, to learn more about all of the ways that you can help others who are suffering during this pandemic. For now, keep the faith and have a great week from everyone at Catholic Charities. Join us every Monday through Friday at this time for Catholic Chicago. You can stream our programs live or listen to past programs by visiting our website, archchicago.org, and clicking on Radio TV. And please connect with Catholic Chicago on social media.